Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. I'm a Sam and Sam Says, and today I'm sitting down with one of our trusted partners, MTM, to discuss non-emergency medical transportation and the changes for Medicaid members due to House Bill 684. Joining me is Phil Stahlberger, VP of Public Affairs at MTM, and a reoccurring guest on Sam Says. Phil, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm really looking forward to today's discussion because it's so timely and relevant. Uh, So let's just dive right in. Can you talk a little bit about MTM and non-emergency medical transportation as it relates to managed care in Illinois? You know, non-emergency transportation is a tough business. We know that. Um, There's a lot of transportation providers out there that are just trying to, you know, do good work and get through all the paperwork. And, you know, I think what we've done in our 25 plus year history at MTM is, you know, we started out as you know, a company that had one fax machine and one van on contract. And you look at where we are now, uh, you know, GPS and the technology and the reporting, um, all the things that go on today in healthcare make being a transportation provider, um, I'll say more difficult. And frankly, sometimes can make it even more confusing for Medicaid members who need um, a ride to and from their appointment. And so, you know, in those years of, of us, what I'll call grow, growing from a technology standpoint is there's so many things that we do today that it's all behind the scenes and nobody really realizes. And that's our goal is we're not the ones out front. We're the ones, you know, making sure that the data is accurate, making sure there's GPS out there, making sure that people are getting to and from working with facilities, hospitals, clinics, um, and really just, you know, doing the best we can to make sure we're taking care of the member in that back seat or on the bus or whatever the case may be to make sure that they have a safe ride to and from uh, their appointment. And as Illinois has gone through the transition into Medicaid managed care, um, obviously it's a new day and um, new rules for a lot of people over the past couple of years. Um, and the better communication we can have with all stakeholders, the better this entire uh, process is gonna be. Um, we don't want to, you know, get into the, you know, finger pointing as to, you know, why something did or didn't happen. And let's face it, uh, we're all human. Mistakes are going to happen. You know, transportation providers are going to have a flat tire. They're going to get stuck in traffic. They're going to have some weather. We know all those things are going to happen. Um, and we know members might be late for an appointment or could potentially miss an appointment because of all that stuff. And so it's just the better communication we have, the better, the more we can explain to MCOs and to the state and to frankly anyone, you know, here's why Mrs. Jones couldn't get there today because there was, you know, three feet of snow or whatever the case may be. Um, We really try to make sure again, that um, regardless of weather, regardless of traffic, that we take care of the member. That's our primary goal is to make sure we take care of the, the member on Medicaid or Medicare as Medicare Advantage and others are really looking at how do we make sure in today's day and age of all these different forms of transportation that we take care of people? And that's, that's our primary goal. 
And that, I love that. It's about people and that, that patient in the backseat, that person in the backseat, making sure that they're getting to their appointment. And oftentimes when we think of healthcare or when somebody who's not in the Medicaid space thinks of healthcare, they're really like not thinking about just regular transportation. But what we see over and over again, is we talk about quality and improving healthcare outcomes is one of the biggest social determinants of health or barriers for our Medicaid members is transportation. And so it, it's key. If you can't get to your doctor's appointment, you can't get that physical, that vaccine. You can't get that mammogram. That is going to be, that is a critical component in improving healthcare outcomes for our Medicaid members. And, and so can you talk a little bit about what a broker like MTM, how you help patients, how you help those members sort of schedule that trip and, and what does that feel and look like? Yeah, and couldn't agree more on the social determinants of health front. Um, and let's face it, if they can't get to, if they don't have access to transportation to their medical appointment, they may not have access to quality foods. They may not have access to education. They may not have access to, you know, you know, maybe taking classes or workforce development, all those things that maybe the rest of us take for granted. Um, folks on Medicaid probably don't have those things. And so what we try to do is, let's say, for example, and I'm just going to use the, you know, Mrs. Jones as the uh, generic person, but let's say that, um, you know, she can't get to her medical appointment. Um, we want to communicate with transportation providers and hear from them and say, hey, you know what, Mrs. Jones, you know, her steps were icy and that's a potential huge issue, or there's no ramp, she's in a wheelchair and, or, you know, their home looks like it's really you know, damaged and that sort of thing. How do we help then communicate back to the health plan and say, look, this person might need some help in other areas and let's have a conversation about what we can do to help. And I think what we're seeing across the country, um, you know, and we're in 32 states across the country and we've, again, we're seeing things today we didn't see two years ago, four years ago, 25 years ago. And more um, MCOs, more states, more clinics and hospitals, et cetera, are looking at us saying, how do we all work together to really look at the total person and their overall health? It's not just getting to the medical appointment. So we're entering into, into some contracts that are fairly innovative around the country where uh, people are willing to pay you know, for that ride, say, to go get food. Um, you know, not just to the pharmacy, but also maybe, maybe they want to, you know, go to a, a job fair. And so we're seeing, you know, especially some county, counties and cities, how do we try to help that member be part of the community? Because they are, it, you know, just because they're on Medicaid doesn't mean they get treated, they should be treated any different than anybody else. And so how do we help them navigate their own community that they live in? And so we want to rely on those, you know, quality transportation providers who can communicate with us and, you know, be smart and be thinking about the person's overall health. Um, you know, yes, they're a transportation provider, but at the same time, it is about all of our health and health. The definition of our own health has expanded um, within Medicaid, et cetera. So um, we really do want to be a partner with so many folks. And I think too oftentimes we just think about the trip A to B done. Um, from our standpoint, no, it's not done. It's never done. Um, not only are we processing their claims uh, quickly, but we're also looking at how can we help them get to different places. Um, and that does contribute to their overall health. So completely agree. The social determinants of health aspect is a huge component right now. And I just feel I've got chills on, on that description of, of Mrs. Jones and, and what 
coordination and partnership can look like um, mm-hmm. and, and what we can do for individuals' lives. And, and that's why I love, you know, working with you guys over at MTM and, and what we've seen and how you guys have grown and thought and innovated over time uh, and, and why it's so much more than just scheduling a trip and why it's almost it's sort of, it's impossible to really compare Medicaid managed care to the fee-for-service system because the managed care benefit is so much more and so different in terms of practice and operation than fee-for-service. Because in the fee-for-service environment, you know, there's there's none of that feedback loop, right? Like not only are you at MTM scheduling the trip, you're calling, you're getting the member, you know, making sure that um, that member knows they're going to have a, somebody pick them up. You are working with that provider. Oftentimes you're moving barriers for that provider um, so that the it's easier for them to submit claims, all of that. But then there's that next step of her steps were icy or, you know, that the follow-up, with the health plan so that there can, we can do that wraparound. And that just, it just doesn't happen in fee-for-service. It can't happen. They don't have those resources. Com- completely agree. And, and, you know, I've spent, you know, 13 years uh, in managed care and know the, the hard work that uh, MCOs do on a day to, you know, MCOs are just a vital part in helping um, the Medicaid population be healthier. And if you think about fee-for-service, it is exactly what it says it is, which is fee for service, period. You, you schedule a trip and you pay for it, no questions asked. Um, you know, and again, 30 years ago, that might have been sufficient. And, you know, with the invention of managed care, um, you look at the two words, which is managing and care. Um, that's what we do. And that's what MCOs do. And it just leads to, in our opinion, um, a healthier population um, all around, not just for, and I'm not even talking about transportation, I'm just talking about overall health. And I think that's a, a key component that sometimes gets lost because if you look at the bottom dollar, um, oh, we're just paying for this, that's cheaper, let's go with that. And I think to your point earlier is, you know, paying for quality matters and whether it's, you know, any kind of health service or otherwise, um, really making sure that the, that, the, that we, um, as vendors, as MCOs, as states, um, look at it's not always the cheapest. It's the it's the best quality service for the best price. Not always the cheapest. And I think sometimes there's a race to the bottom to say, let's just not pay for that because it's too expensive. Well, let's look at the other side of, of the coin and what happens when they don't get that service. What happens when we're not um, helping them? You know, make sure they get it. And you know, I don't know. You know. Typically in states that have managed care versus fee-for-service in terms of, you know, the data, just in, let's use Illinois as the example, um, how does the quality of service compare in fee-for-service versus managed care? We would say that, you know, uh, what we offer is a better product within managed care because you're kind of trying to hold people's hand, whether it's a transportation provider, whether it's a Medicaid member, hospital, we want to help and we're here to help. Um, And sometimes that support, um, is needed uh, on everybody's side. Absolutely. And I think we're starting to see very clearly because of some recent legislation, exactly what that difference looks like. Um, so for our listeners who don't know, um, the legislature passed and it became law as effective January 1st of 2022. 
House Bill 684, which carved out non-emergency ambulance um, out of Medicaid managed care and put it back in fee-for-service. And we here at IMHIP and, and, you know, with the transportation brokers were really opposed to this carve out because it is a, a very important piece of the puzzle and it kind of, it creates confusion. And we knew at the time that the benefit in, in the fee-for-service program is very different than the benefit and what it looks like in Medicaid managed care. And a big piece of that is the work that, that MTM and other brokers do in scheduling those trips for our Medicaid members. So how it works in managed care, or if you're in an, in an MCO or a health plan, you call one of our transportation brokers like MTM, like you call and you say, um, you know, I needed, I need a, a trip scheduled for this appointment, for this surgery, for dialysis. I mean, for, you know, whatever it may be. And then MTM does the work behind the scenes. They get it scheduled for you. They, they, um, you know, follow up with the provider. They make sure it happens. If they're having trouble finding a provider, they move behind the scenes to get it done. But what we've seen um, in the short time that 684, House Bill 684 has been in effect is it doesn't work like that in fee-for-service. The, if you were, if you needed a non-emergency ambulance and you were a Medicaid member, you would call First Transit, um, which is just the state's broker, but it's a vendor. They function very differently. So you would call this phone number and they would, they would walk through and determine if you did in fact need the non-emergency ambulance. And if you did, they just give you a list of phone numbers to call. And you as the member have to call and call and sort of figure this out, which just, it's just, it's like apples and oranges. It's not the same service at all. It's like we're going backwards. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. And, and I want to, Phil, can we talk a little bit about like, who, who are we going backwards with? I mean, what's the type of patient or member that would need a non-emergency ambulance? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, probably our top five, um, you know, types of trips for booking, which is, you know, number one is probably going to be dialysis. And, you know, number two is probably cancer treatments. Um, number three is probably drug rehab. So just, you take the top three. Um, and those are very, you know, special um, touch points that people need because, you know, you might be able to walk into your dialysis appointment pretty easily, but you might be in a wheelchair on the way home. And, you know, people don't always think about the complexities of the healthcare delivery system and that, you know, when you walk in, you might not be, have the same capacity on the way out. So we look at, at knowing that, knowing that somebody's going into dialysis. And so when they call, they say, okay, I can, I can maybe get there myself. I need to ride home, for example, um, or, or vice versa. I need to ride there. I need a wheelchair home. We schedule those trips. And um, oftentimes those folks, they don't know what transportation providers are around them. They don't know who to call. They don't know what they need. Sometimes okay, here's a number go call. Oh, really? Um, that's just, you're, you're making it so much more difficult for the member. You're, you're confusing them and you're putting all the onus on them. Um, you know, those services that we bring kind of hopefully makes it easier for people to access the healthcare delivery system. And if you don't have access to dialysis, if you don't have access to, to cancer treatments, you know, we, we've seen ROI studies on the benefit of NEMT and um, it's, you know, three, fourfold 
And, you know, sometimes if you pay a little bit for transportation, quality transportation, people are going to be healthier. You're going to save money in the long run. And we don't always think about that. We sometimes uh, states think about the, the cost of that one trip to and from, and that's it. Um, but if that trip doesn't happen, what are the side effects that are going to happen? So, and we take all that into consideration when we do that. And, you know, nothing against, you know, people service or whoever the state has as their broker, but sometimes it's just not as efficient, frankly. And um, we want to use those quality transportation providers who <laughs> what we want them to do is care about the people in their vehicles. Oh, I, I could not agree more. And Phil, you, I've been talking about this for months and I hadn't thought about, you know, what are those treatments? What does that mean on the way home? And, you know, the condition of that member, how are they feeling? Especially like if you think of cancer patients after a, um, after a chemo infusion there, they might really need extra help. And that's, you guys are thinking about that holistically and that member experience as opposed to checking some boxes. And, you know, we've heard that when, with the Medicaid plans and, and talking with you guys as well of maybe a member can walk, but they can't get down the stairs and they live on the second floor. So they need additional help in that removing that barrier. Um, and, you know, it's not just about checking boxes because, you know, we hear from medical necessity forms, um, you know, at the state, maybe, well, can they get themselves to the dining room table or can they get out of bed? And if they can, then it, then it doesn't mean medical necessity. Well, getting to your dining room table and getting down a flight of stairs are really different experiences and, and require different capabilities. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, if you look at, you know, when I say transportation, you know, network, our network of transportation providers does include everything from sometimes you might be able to drive yourself to your appointment and, you know, receive gas mileage reimbursement. Um, other times you might need, you know, some states allow um, transportation network companies or TNCs, you know, the Uber Lyfts of the world. And so we just need a ride to and from with no assistance. Other times you might need what we call a stretcher vehicle or even an ambulance but you can't say that every single person is going to need an ambulance or every single person is going to need a, you know, Uber or Lyft, or everybody's going to need whatever the case may be. It's, it, we don't, we don't operate as a cookie cutter and we wouldn't assume that a state would just allow everybody to just receive the same service, no questions asked, but also no communication either. And so sometimes that's the worst thing is when you assume that the best thing for someone is, you know, X, Y, Z part of our network. We need to have a wide, robust network of all transportation providers, including public transportation. Um, sometimes if you live on a, you know, on a bus line or whatever the case may be, you can easily get your appointment, but you might need to ride home. So those are the, the touch points that, that we value and um, hope that you know, states and MCOs um, value as well and making sure that we're really taking care of that member. And I think that is a perfect note to end on today. I could not emphasize that enough. Just like every other piece of the healthcare system, you need the continuum of care for transportation. As always, Phil, it was so, so good to have you to talk on this critical topic. I hope you come back. Um, you know, just thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
and, and to our listeners. To learn more about what IMIP is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one, we encourage you to visit our website at imhip.net. And of course, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the Sam and Sam says, thanks for joining us today. And until next time, be well and stay safe.